Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Ilya Marchenko. I'm Janis Kuda. I'm Evgeny Donskoy. I'm Henry Larson. I'm Peter Turepko, and you're listening to the Game to Love podcast. Hey, we're back again. Another Getting day. Getting into this live <laughs> in the US <laughs> Open. And. But as well, just start with the massive news. I went to bed, I woke up in the morning, and shock, exit, Stefano Sittipas, out of the US Open, which was crazy. And I went back and I watched the entire match, and can't believe my eyes, mate. Couldn't believe what I was witnessing. It's well, considering matches. how he had the match basically won at one point. Six um, match points. And... It was just the craziest thing to witness, really. It looked like he had pretty much cleaned up. I mean, Corich, fair enough, he did well in the second set, but he looked like he just turned it on. He was 6-4, 5-1, and you just thought, ah, oh, it's just playing out of his skin. It's just easy for him. This is just like the titter pass we're used to seeing. We just thought, this is he's just going to be cruising through. And then yeah, suddenly, yeah. out of nowhere... What happened? And I was just, uh, I made a few notes this morning just because uh, I was, as I was watching it, just because there were so many talking points to go through. And uh, he just started doing uncharacteristic things. He'd been hitting the ball like we know he's been doing all of this tournament, like just power top spin, power top spin, power top spin, just winning with that in this match. And suddenly, at 5 1 in the fourth, he decided to go with blocking it back just changed it up and surprisingly it didn't work and there was a little point he changed his shoelace as well there was like they focused in on it and there was like something going on he ch- did something with his shoe did his shoe back up and then after that i don't know it went, went downhill from are you, there are you blaming the shoe for sitting past his loss i don't know but it was just coincidental that he had to do his shoelace back up again he was playing better with it out I don't know. Uh, before I give my take, let's give a shout out to um, to the lamb. Ah, the lamb's here. <laughs> Hi guys, how you doing, Welcome. mate? We've also yeah. got someone else in the chat. <laughs> We're talking about Andy Murray. Liam <laughs> oh, Holdaway. He's still got Murray on the brain. Uh, well, we uh, discussed him and that sort of demise in yesterday's live one but yeah let's crack on still because i've got so much to talk about with this sitter pass one it was just shocking to see 
how this happened. I mean, there's so many talking points. Uh, serving at 5-2, he was bottling shots in this one. Uh, it was a Corrich net play he had in that one. He was coming to the net a lot, and it was just he was forcing Tsitsipas to just hit, he was just hitting it wide a lot. And I just saw like this mental side of Tsitsipas. He just sort of started questioning everything he was doing. And mm. one of the weirdest things, his dad went up to the top of the stands and went and just like as almost as if like, oh, it's all over. I'm just going to go up there. And he came back down again at the end of the set when they lost the set. He's like, oh, no. I mean, what's happened? It's all fallen apart. No, I think his dad puts him off a lot. There's like, I don't know if they even get on. There's always just a lot of uh, beef and controversy between the between the two. Uh, yeah. Obviously, Sittipas is a quality player, and he's just kind of ignore that side of it completely. But like yeah. you say, he had the game won and just fallen, fell apart. And um, I feel like, it's the, well, it's the title of the video. Can he recover from this? That's the big question we're going to be talking about on this podcast. Because when you have a result like that where you've got the game more or less won, it will have lasting mental uh, effects on him going continuing with other tournaments. Like we've seen recently yeah. in Roland Garros, he lost 8-6 in the final set against Wawrenka. That was only a few years ago. And I remember yeah. him coming out after that one saying how that's really affected him and his confidence went a bit. I remember after that, he was struggling to sort of find his form again. But then he got yeah. back up to speed and he looked like one of the best players on tour again. So we've sh- he's shown before that he can come back from adversity, but this one's a bit different. He had the game won, like you said. He was 5-1 up at one point in the it fourth was, set. It was and, bizarre, um, mate. It was really bizarre. Five, to be 5-1 up and then to get to 5-3, well, he was, uh, well... Korich was even serving badly in this uh, 5-3, and he got to 15-40 for his first match point, and uh, it was a good first serve. Korich seemed to be saving himself a little bit, like, with his serving, and he wasn't playing bad, Korich. Let's not just, no, yeah. like, let's not just say, oh, it's all... Just give him some praise as well. Yeah, Korich played sure, really well like... to dig in and play against um, an informed sitter pass. He li- but... but it was just... These, oh, I just don't know. Like, this match points, it's just a little bit... Bottling it a bit. Like, we've seen it from team as well in these sort of situations in Grand Slam. I mean, we had the 30-40. This isn't the second match point. Just an easy forehand into the net. And just not even close to over the net, middle of the net. Just it's uncharacteristic. And, yeah, he obviously got back to 5-4. He was now serving for it. Suddenly goes for... He's just playing a weird drop shot out of the middle, and he hasn't played a drop shot the whole match. Now suddenly he just went for this drop shot, and it just went wide. Then he went for a backhand wide. Then he shanked one off the frame, and it was like, what the hell is happening? You're seeing this capitulation of this great tennis player, and it's so. It was just sad to see the commentators were saying it. It's just. Can't believe your eyes, really, when this type of thing's happening. Well, Lamb made a good comment, actually. He was saying it reminds him a bit of the <laughs> final between Federer Djokovic at Wimbledon. A little bit, yeah. It's, just, it's similar. Everyone brings up the 40-15, don't they? <laughs> it's always the classic 40-15. But this one, it seemed to be, it, was, it wasn't just like a one-game bottle. It was over the course of two sets, really. Yeah, he yeah. still had a chance in the final set as well. well even going up. into the final set, I still fancied him to win. Do you not think? He went a, he went he went a went break up. up and then got broken back straight away. Then the exactly. tie break, he just wasn't, I don't know, he made a few too many unforced errors. Corrich played really well, yeah. though. I thought he played the big points well in that in that final fifth set. 
Oh, he was he was done his homework. Let's put it that way. It was he was coming to the uh, net a lot, sit pass, and he obviously knows that he comes very close to the net, and his lobs were on point, uh, Corridge, and sit pass was struggling. At one point, he lobbed him. And Sitapas didn't even know where he was. He went for a smash, and he smashed it, like, so far wide. It, I, well, it was bizarre, really. He was totally out of sorts. He looked like he didn't know where he was on the court in that final set. And it didn't help. The umpire wasn't even on his side either. There was a great shot by uh, Korich, which uh, I believe it was going out just on the baseline. I think it got called out, but it was actually in. Sitapas already hit a half-volley return winner. And he said, no, replay the point. So the, he's got all this going on in his head, and then the umpire starts going against him. Sitapas was losing his mind. He went on to win that game. Well, Sitapas didn't have any challenges, did he, going into the fifth set? He only no. had one. He had to wait until the tie break to actually have a challenge again. I know. Which is, um, you don't want to be in a situation like that as a player, do you? There was one serve as, as well that was uh, really close to the line, and he was just looking at it going like, oh, no. He just desperately wanted to challenge me, couldn't he? Looked at the umpire, and the umpire was like, "What do you want me to do about you stuff all your challenges?" And so yeah. Robbo, I hope you keep this passion throughout the podcast because the fans are loving it. We've got Thomas saying how he loves your passion. Well, yeah, Tom, <laughs> really Tom's back. It's back for a second live podcast. There it reminds him of a JG Ben showdown match. There'll be another one of them coming very soon. If we get the subscribers up to 2,000, I think there'll be a JG Ben match coming. Yeah. That's for do, sure. you think, do you reckon you'll win this one or same result? Oh, I Different don't know. Day, I, same result. I need, to, I need to get a bit more uh, practice in. This lockdown, you've been playing a lot more than me, but you never lose it, do you? If I just like riding a bike, if I get back, if I get back <laughs> playing regularly, that serve gets pinging. Yeah. But yeah. Let's move on to the question, like you were saying, will he recover from this? Yeah. I mean, you were, you pointed out very clearly that he's suffered in a few of these other Grand Slams yeah. with this same exact thing. Mm. And you said, I believe it was, was it after the Stan Wawrinka what, loss? Well, the Stan Wawrinka one in Roland Garros, that's the most notable one on like, the big stage. And uh, that was a shame for him there. He looked really good in that match. But Stan was a bit more experienced on the day. But it really... It really hit him hard. Like afterwards, he spoke out about it, saying how it really knocked his confidence. And um, yeah, it, it, we we noticed it. I think the, the few months after the after Roland Garros, he wasn't really himself. He was just trying to. He was struggling to find his form, really playing tennis again. But Definitely. he bounced back, and we've seen how good he's been in the last few years. And we was really fancy him for the tournament like this. Like he was my tip, wasn't he, to win he it? So that's tip. the GTL curse has come back. I find it a little bit sad as well because well, I was actually speaking to you about him before the tournament, wasn't I? And uh, just showing uh, one of my friends has actually been hanging out with Stefano Sittapas in, Mon- in Monte Carlo in Monaco before the tournament even began, before he flew over for it. And he was sending me some videos and pics of them hanging out. And I was super jealous. But yeah, it's just sad to see him go out in this way. Hopefully he can now get over to the French Open and mount a, well, hopefully a good route to the final or somewhere close to that in the in the French Open. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Liam's trying his best to distract me as much as possible. <laughs> he's my teammate. We play in the same football team and uh, oh, I, really? missed the penalty. Okay. I missed the penalty the other week and uh, <laughs> he's not letting me that, letting that go. So oh, dear. we've that's given him his limelight and that's it. I'm going to have to call him down in a minute, give him a yeah. five-minute uh, timeout. 
That's it. Anyway, let's get on to the other matches. For me, just to touch on the sitter passing, for me, my last thing I want to say on it is the fact that I think it will have an effect on him mentally. And I think when you're that nature of loss, when you've got a game one like that, will it does play a uh, does play a factor in all your games going forward for sure. I just hope he comes through it, and he's got enough quality too. So it's just a shame, isn't it? Like we've got two of possibly the greatest players since the big three. And they've both been just bottling it at Grand Slams. We had team and now sitter pass. We just want somebody who can get it over the line. You know, we, who's going to be the one to do it? I think possibly we could see like Medvedev looks the more the most strong out of all of them mentally. To be fair, no, or good, to be fair. But um, what, well, what I would say is um, <laughs> Djokovic is rubbing his hands together because the last time he lost was against City Pass. And yeah. now he's not going to have to play him. So that's one less person to worry about. Yes. And um, I think that's quite fitting. We'll go on to Djokovic. I know you yeah. said you wanted to start from the bottom up, but we might as well. Just know about uh, Djokovic at the end of the day. Ping, and, on, uh, ping, on, ping on the, uh, what do you call it, the draw, if you like. And then we can have yeah, a look. Yeah, sure. It's going down. So let's have yeah. a look at this. So, yeah, as you can see, Djokovic there, he played Struff. <laughs> what, we what we expected. He played him in, the, in Cincinnati and it was a similar result. Struff yeah. didn't really lay a finger on him. Um, oh, yeah. Couldn't I compete. Thought... Djokovic too strong. Yeah, sorry, Ed. Struff only managed to get four breakpoint opportunities in the whole match, and that was it. So it just sort of sums it up, really. Workmanlike yeah. performance, and they keep meeting each other in Grand Slams, but it's always the same result. <laughs> I don't know what Adway's going to do to change that. Just getting yeah, the other Djokovic, end of the draw. he was in second second gear the whole match. It just, uh, like you said, very easy for him. Uh, another match which I thought would be a bit tighter. Someone else called it. Was uh, yeah, you called it Buster <laughs> Buster Brankis. You fancied Buster for that match. I thought yeah, Brankis yeah. could give him a bit of a fight, but it turns out Buster creamed him in three yeah. sets, six four, six three, six two, and that's that sets nice. up. A, I think this is well. This is definitely Djokovic's toughest test so far um, against Buster. Yeah, and he's been sure. playing in some good form. Obviously, won uh, Cincinnati in the doubles with Alex Dimonor. Yep, something we don't talk about enough. Um, Didn't he so got... beat Carlos Alcaraz Garcia in the final of, uh, of was that in a final of event which was yeah that was only an exhibition event but was yeah it. you're right yeah that's recently yeah. that was a few months ago yeah, and we yeah. know how good Alcaraz is he's on like a ten, ten game winning streak at the moment I think even yeah. more now um, the, the game that got overshadowed though and I thought was going to be the main one we we're going to be talking about in today's yeah. podcast was. Dennis Shapovalov and Taylor Fritz, and what a match between these two pushed each other to the wire. And Shapo really proved his fighting spirit in this match. He was down five three in the fourth with Fritz serving for the match, and he pulled it back, got yeah. to the tie break, and then in that final set, you see, took over. And really good tennis from both players, to be to be honest. This was a really high level, and Fritz, I think you could see him. Moving even closer into the rounds, might even see like a quarter final for him in the future in his like of his career. I oh, see yeah, for sure. His tennis was really on point. I mean, Shapovalov, you know how hard he hits the ball, and Fritz was on the stretch a lot of time hitting winners, and I was really impressed by some of those that he was hitting. And he should just walk away with his head held high, I think, in this tournament. We give a shout out to Wolf. 
he's obviously doing his work right and getting uh, Fritz in the best uh, possible shape. So his, well, his, what uh, I want to say about this match is I'm just glad it went to five sets. Like there's a lot of talk before saying how uh, they might have to change it to three sets, and people saying that oh, there's yeah. arguments for and against. <laughs> Imagine if we wasn't able to see five sets, we would have missed out on this. Would have missed out on all the big five set um, comebacks. So many people have gone two sets down and will come back. And I've this was another one of them me. examples where it's just, it's brilliant for Shapovalov that because we we know how good he is and he just needed a bit to warm up into the game. I think yep. Fritz was playing really good tennis early on, but Shapovalov come through. That backhand was firing as per usual. Yeah, and um, yeah, it's a really exciting player to have in the next draw, especially playing. Um, well, we'll Goffin. go down to it. David Goffin, one we wasn't sure if he could get through Kronovich, um, but he managed yeah. to do it in three sets in the end. And that first set, he won it 6-1. Yeah, I mean, quite comfortable, wasn't it, in the end? And this just yeah. goes to show Goffin, the big Grand Slam match player, really. And I think that was evident. And Kronovich didn't really have an answer for him, to be honest. I think it's just maybe just one of those bogey players that you just... He's just going to beat him probably each time they play. Goffin's up there for a reason. He's seeded seven for a reason. He's yeah, that yeah. good. People and, don't talk to him enough today. He's so fast around the court. A lot of people like talk of him as someone, or, well, fellow players, they say he's the one guy you don't really want to play because um, he gets so much back, incredible yeah. talent. And um, I fancy him to uh, beat Shapovalov, to be fair. I think the experience will sort of tell. It all depends, though, because both of them, they're a bit hit and miss, really. As much as they have r- uh, ridiculous amounts of talent, it depends what version of them turns up on the day and if they're up for it. But um, for me, I'd go for more Goffin to uh, win that. Win that uh, Should. But you that never match. know if a firing El Chapo, if he manages to shorten all the points. El Chapo. <laughs> yeah, if, if he manages to uh, shorten all of the points, could be a... Uh... An interesting match, but he's obviously played five sets. Goffin's played three. He's going to be fresher going into that one. So, Yeah, yeah. We have a look at, uh, obviously, Korich. We say congratulations to him again, just going past. I admit them. we didn't give him enough praise. That's what I'd done. That's one thing I dislike about the fact that he went through with probably one of the biggest wins in his Grand Slam career is the fact that everyone's only talking about how Sitter passed through it away and not how he came back. It's not the Corridge comeback. It's the sitter pass, like, just going out. And I don't think that's fair on Corridge. I think people should lump a load of praise on him because he's been the type of player who's very up and down and not been able to pull out big results like this. And yeah, yeah. we could see him go another step if he gets past Jordan Thompson in the next round, which is highly possible. Well, a good stat here from Ivan, just wind back a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Was, um, let's see what he's got. Krajinovic versus Goffa, and they're head-to-head. It's 2 all. Oh, wow. This is a good one. So that means this is um, all to play for. Best of five. What's that? Was that after he's just beaten him? Or is that... Oh, no. Wait, they're not playing? Like... Yeah, no. Krain, that's the one who just played. Uh, oh, sorry. That's Oh, sorry. Yeah, of course. I forget. I'm thinking that's the oh, next round. So, yeah. He's obviously, obviously not a bogey player. <laughs> they're quite yeah, even. Yeah. But maybe just in a Grand Slam. Goffin's just got the Grand Slam... Uh, mentality i think even also goes to say just give Djokovic the trophy and that's it <laughs> <laughs> it could be well like that very soon but let's not do it just yet because there is other people in very hot form like alex verev who has been pulling out some he had a little scare there against manorino but very good last three sets so yeah again he started a bit slow but zverev is coming into a bit of form and 
I wouldn't be surprised if he gets past Davidovich Fakina in the next round as well. And could I think, up- yeah, as much as I'd hate to say, it, I love Fakina. I've been backing him the whole way. But with Zverev, uh, he's playing some of the best tennis he's been playing for a while, and he's showing why he's the fifth seed. His serve yeah. looked a lot stronger. His second serve still a bit shaky at times. But like you said, Manorino, I want to just talk about him actually for a little bit because a lot of people, he's a guy people don't really know too much about. It's because he's quite quiet. He comes across very quiet in the media. You don't see, he's not the most flair player on court, but he can pull off some spectacular shots. And just what a player. I just love watching him. And people should, if you don't know much about Manorino, watch this guy because he's he's a real talent on court. However, saying all of that, Alex Verif was just too strong for him. And um, I think it was quite easy for him in the end as the game progressed. He's been warming up as the tournament's been going on, I think. And obviously the standard of competition gets that bit better each round that he goes through. Manorino probably didn't give him his due uh, for winning the last round, to be honest. But he was playing, wasn't it Jack Sock, wasn't it? But yeah. just goes to show he can mix it with a bit with Zverev there, but... Zverev's up there. He's seeded five, and it's still for a reason. These players are in those seeded like spots for a reason. Zverev, he was obviously like tour final winner on one occasion, which that's no mean feat as well. So I can see him going quarters. Well, if he gets past this next round, and then Koric gets past that round, I believe that that will be the quarter final that we'll be seeing. Well, I think Thomas Rowley fancies a Fakina upset. Oh, Fikina's does he really? Zverev is going for. Oh, I bet everyone, then people fancied Nakashima for the upset as well, and that didn't happen. <laughs> but, yeah, but that's, well, we obviously brushed over a little bit there. The fact that Fakina took out Nori, and that we spoke about it briefly on yesterday's pod, but that's that's a amazing scalp, that one, I think. Nori's been playing some fantastic tennis, and uh, it's just sad to see the Brit go out, to be honest. Yeah, I fancied Fakina, though, I'll be honest. I thought I know he would beat Nori. <laughs> <laughs> You've been uh, gassing him up all week, but yeah, rightly so. He's a uh, next-gen talent, and I'm excited for that. That's one of the real standout matches there. And Zverev, we've got to remember, he's not like some old guy on, on the tour. You might seem it, but he's still <laughs> fairly young as well. So it's going to be an exciting one looking forward to that yeah before we move on to the women's this is sean was saying how he's uh we just need a wolf silich to pull out the win now uh, wolf but, and chilich huh? yeah but we're going to get on to that later on because they've not played do you, yet have they? do you want do you want to uh let's go down and let's just give our picks of the who we think is going to go through of this yeah remainder idea. of the th- is it, yeah the remainder of the third round so we've got berrettini playing rude today that's a very interesting one who do you reckon on that uh, the thing is, I'm going to be quite boring with a lot of these. I think yeah, Berrettini. I think, I think Berrettini, Berrettini well. wins that. I don't think Rude's going to trouble him. I think Rublev. You yeah. going to go Rublev, Caruso? Yeah, yeah. we're, yeah. we're both assuming a Berrettini, Rublev next round. Next one slightly trickier. Who do you reckon? Martin Fuchskovic or Francis TFO? <laughs> well, TFO did play well, didn't he, against Milman? But I have to go for five Martin. Sets. I think he's just yeah. more solid. Both, both just played five sets. Yeah, I'm... That's the problem. You've got to remember TFO's at home. He's uh, in the US. Yeah. Nah, still, still fucks of it for me. Martin, Martin's fa- he's a podcast favourite, though, so I can't go against him. So, Martin, we're both going on that as well. The big one. Wolf versus Medvedev. Uh, I'm predicting Wolf to take a set, or maybe two. But I think Medvedev is going to win overall. 
Um, but Wolf, I don't know. I would like to see a JJ Wolf upset. I think he's been quality all week and like a I'd breath of fresh air in this tournament. I've really I'm enjoyed sorry. watching him, and he's not really dropped many sets so far. He's won his matches quite convincingly. So yeah. I'm sure he's got quite a bit of uh, fuel left in the tank. But for me, I'm, I'm going to make a bold statement. I'm going to go Medvedev winning, but in five. Whoa, in five. I'm Unfortunately, I'm going to be really boring, and I think it's probably going to be Medvedev in three. Oh, that is boring. I know, but that's just because we saw how well Chris O'Connell played against him, and that he'd still had to fight off break points on nearly every service game. Medvedev's so good. And you've got to remember... He's probably one of the main challengers now. I know he's probably seen Sitapas go out. His level is probably going to go up a bit more. He's like, oh, not as many uh, big guns to get past. So I've, hey, God, I've updated your name. <laughs> <Poor him then>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's probably about right. But the next one, the next one is more interesting, which is my selection, which is Batista yeah. Gurt against Pospisil. Well, I wouldn't want to play Pospisil right now, but. Yeah, yeah, again, a gut. I'm going to have to go with a gut. You're going yeah. with a gut? Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm surprised you're just so confident on that. I'm I just love a gut. You know how much I like him. Um, I think he's, I don't know, I just feel like he's going to be okay. I'm, yeah, I'm a bit nervous. I'm obviously backing him because he's my my guy. I've got him. He's my only guy left in to win the tournament. Yeah, so. you had four picks, mate. You've got one left. Yeah, so I, I've got to have him. Pospisil, I could see it possibly going to five that, though. I'm not yeah. going to lie. Uh, Dimonor is your guy against well, this is, this yeah, is I've only got two out of the four left, to be fair. And that's Dimonor and what's the other one? Contavi. They're my two underdogs left. Yeah. And, so, um, what'd you reckon yeah, on? for me, I'm going to have to go Dimonor. <sighs> oh, oh, this one's so close. And this I don't is know close, who yeah. I'd pick. I might go Hatchinov in that one. I think he's played probably better in the tournament. Just to but then Dimonor's been all right as well. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really t- yeah, you just want me to lose. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> You're a hater. I just want to go progress further in the competition. Right, Felix Moutet. I think I know who you've probably got on this one. Who? Felix, I would go no, with. Moutet. You reckon I think Moutet's going to win. I don't know. I think Felix is going to tidy that one up. Mm, and I, then, think, I think Moutet will win 3-1 as well. And then Chilip, Chilip Bang in the last... Dominic team. Last one against Dominic team. Yes. <sighs> I thought Team played really well in his last match, but it was against Nagal. But I think I think Team, team in five. Yeah, team, team just went to five. I don't see him doing. It. I think Team in straight sets. Really? Yeah. I think Team in five. I think Silic's serving's been really good, and I've I not been. Gonna, uh, I've been really impressed with it. I think Team's get, just getting going now, though. I think we're going to start seeing some of these bigger players step up now. They know that a set of passes out. They can't afford to do the same as just what he's just done. So I think we're going to see some big. Some big performances coming. So well, let's get for a few questions because we've got a few here. Uh, yeah, Puccio yeah, Tox said, "Wasn't Tissipas ready for a slam?" I don't know. I thought like he was ready. I just think um, <laughs> yeah, he's played a few. I think yeah, uh, it's just a case a of um, something was missing, wasn't it? A mental game, and he just he bottled it at the end of the day. No offense, he's five one up. Should be winning their matches. Yeah, for uh, sure. Will Djokovic win? <laughs> it's a safe bet, not going to lie. Uh, um, we both said it all before the tournament, didn't we, that we think he probably will, but it's just about who who can step up. I think Medvedev's the main threat, really, to be honest. So from what I've seen so far in, in like the standard of tennis he's played, he would be the scariest one. We obviously know that he got to the final last year and so close against Rafael Nadal. 
for grabbing that. So I wouldn't be surprised to see him go all the way. And then we've got Vizja. Sorry if I pronounced that wrong. Uh, Wolf to stand Medvedev. And nobody can play decent with Jocko. Yeah, it's kind of true. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. Wolf might stun him in one set, but I think outlasting Medvedev in five is a very, very... Rafa only just was able to do it. So if Wolf was able to do it, hats off to him. But, yeah, yeah. yeah, I, I agree think with that. Quickly Let's move. move yeah, exactly. Let's move briefly over onto the women's side where we had... What results? So, yeah, so we had... Yesterday we had, well, Jen Brady. I'm not sure if your screen's sharing there. Yeah. You've got the men's up. Uh, no. No one here, you do. Uh, maybe I'll uh, take it off and then reshare it once tech. It might be the sharing the wrong, the wrong part. How about now? Uh, before you go that, it's saying uh, we've got another question <clears throat> from Jatable. Uh, is Goffin looking like he could win? Mate, you quite easily, <laughs> not going to lie. I don't know about the whole thing. That's a bit of a push too far, considering that he's going to have to play Djokovic early on. But Goffin yeah. is a real serious competitor, not that a player you want to be playing. On hard court as well, that's his surface, isn't it? So will get past Chapeau first, and if yeah. you get past him, then you most likely got Djokovic. So yeah. let's that's move on to the, the, have a look at a quick look at the women's. Uh, Jen Brady, she's storming okay. through again. Like, she's... Definitely one to watch. Like you said, you said she'd probably smash up Garcia. Yeah. Well, we called these few, actually, didn't we? We we predicted these results. We thought both Kerber and Brady would go through. And they look like the most informed, really, on this side of the draw. And, well, they're facing off next now. Jennifer Brady won comfortably. And so did Kerber, really, in the end. Lee had a great tournament. She's only 20 years old. And um, fair play to her. I'm sure she's happy with um, how she did. Yeah. Uh, She'll bounce back. I'm sure a really good player. But yeah, Brady Kerber, that sets up a really interesting match. Obviously, Kerber, probably the more experienced of the two. But Brady's yeah. in the more form, I'd say, since considering to play a lot more tennis. Obviously, she's just won ATP, uh, well, WTA Lexington, sorry. Yeah. And um, yeah, so for me, I fancy Brady to win that event, win that match. Yeah, I wouldn't put it past her at all. I mean, Kerber's just sort of coming back to some good form, but. She hasn't been played. I wouldn't, I'd say Garcia's probably a bit better than Lee, I would say, as a competitor. So I fancy Brady just based on what you said here, yeah, that win, pre- like previously. Yeah. Uh, putting Saver was, uh, I was a bit shocked. I thought Sasnovich is going to run away with it when she well, got Well, I think we both time. did, to be fair. We both didn't see that. We both thought Sasnovich had enough for uh, putting Saver, but it wasn't to be. The seeded player come through. And um, so the final around. two sets was really good. I always rule her out as well. I don't really respect her enough, I don't think. No. put her more up there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, well, yeah, and she's going to be facing off against Petra Martic in the next round. And I fancy Martic for that. What do you think? Um, wait, one sec. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think so as well. <laughs> We've ruled her out again. Well, we'll, <laughs> actually, no, I'm going to change my mind. I'm going to change my mind. I don't know, really, because I think it's a really tight match. It'll go to three sets, and um, I think Martic could have a wobble. I'm going to go put in save our third set tie break. <laughs> ah, sorry. So, pronounce Corrick like the itch on the end of Corridge, not Corridge. Hmm. 
Well, my pronunciation still was probably terrible there from reading it. We'd have to uh, <laughs> hear, hear how it was. Apologies if the pronunciation, yeah, our pronunciation was incorrect. isn't the best. I'm from Essex and Ben's from, uh, I don't even know where he's from, but Ken. we're both not the most uh, up there with tennis players' names, but we try our best. Sorry not about as, that. Not as well travelled enough. For sure. Yeah, I mean, looking down the draw, we had Naomi Osaka. She went through against Kostiuk. I think it's Korik. Sorry, you say oh, is Corrick. It, is, is it Corrick? Yeah, maybe Corrick. Just let us know if that's right, Vizna. Yeah. Probably saying your name wrong as well. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. Kostiuk, what did you think of that? I thought it was an amazing performance against uh, Naomi Osaka. She really pushed her to the wire. Naomi Osaka really had to battle in that match from what I saw. Well, it's second set syndrome again, isn't it, from Osaka? How many times is <laughs> she going to give away a set? This is going to be a hashtag. <laughs> she never, it's second set syndrome. That's what I call it with a yeah. And she needs to sort of improve that. But still, regardless of that, when she's on and the sets she are winning, she wins them more comfortably than any other player right now for me. Yeah. And that's why she's my favourite to win it. But then if I was to go Asaka Djokovic, it's a bit boring, isn't it, to predict them two? It's a little bit boring, isn't it? It's a bit safe. But uh, she's up against it. Why are you, you should be saying Kontovic. She's made it too. She's now playing Asaka now. And that, that's an amazing match. And Osaka's going to have to... She can't have those slip-ups in this match. Yeah, no, this is, now we're getting to the real um, nitty-gritty of the tournament. And, um, yeah, this is a really, this is Osaka's toughest match she's had to play, uh, in my opinion. Definitely. Uh, Even including Cincinnati, to be fair. This is a real tough affair. What do you reckon on um, that, though? What... Um, yeah, it's a good, good question. I think... You'd, I don't know. It's hard, it's hard to it's hard to call. I can't call it. Obviously, I want Kontovic to win because she was my pick before the tournament. Yeah, but then yeah. in my heart, like my head says, the Saka's going to win. So I can't really call that one to be honest. I'm going to go for uh, an upset. I'm going to say Kontovic's going to take her out in All three. Right. Fair enough. That'll maybe be good a for me. Fin- I'll take a that. Final, maybe a final set tie break. Yeah. Uh, Shelby Rogers. You were saying the other day that. Brengel, she made it this far and weren't even really sure like she who she was really Brengel. <laughs> but uh, she's no, I'm, I do. I was only making a joke of you. I, just I know you basically are. saying I do know who Brengel is, but for me, like I just don't. She doesn't inspire me. Uh, I don't watch her games name. and think, oh, let's watch Brengel. I've never really. <laughs> I don't want to be. It's not. I don't want to be too nasty, but yeah, yeah fair she, enough. She's she gone out. She had a good tournament anyway. She made a lot more money than I've made. In my lifetime, <laughs> yeah, exactly. already just in one tournament, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair uh, enough to Brengel. Uh, but Rogers what? beat her in the end, and now it sets off a really good tie. The one going down the bottom, we've got team on the men's draw doing it, and we've got Kovitova on the women. Yes, we have. Yeah, Indeed. two sets against Pagula. I, like I thought Pagula's a good player, um, but yeah, Kovitova just too much. And what I'm really excited for is what is it? Is it fourth uh, quarter final? A potential quarter-final matchup with either Shelby Rogers Kovitova and then Saka Kontovi, the winners of them two, and that's um, I think that's where we're going to see the winner from from one of them four. Oof. What? So you reckon? Yeah, it's possible. So we could have a potential. But then you've also got Jen Brady on the other side, and I think her yeah. running is a bit easier because I fancy her if she can get through Kerber. Well, it's either the, basically the winner of Kerber Brady have a really good chance as well because I don't think Putin Saber Martic can compete. With them to, uh, in my I opinion, Brad, I think if Brady gets through that, then we could see, yeah, she'll take out the next person in the quarterfinal. We could have a semi final against an Osaka or a Kvitova. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah, uh, let's do a quick few selections of who we think is going to win in to, well, it's today's ones, the remaining ones from that third round. Madison yeah, yeah, Keys, sure. I think she's going to probably go through again against Elise Corno. Oh, I don't know. Elise Corno is a good player. Um, do you have to have to pick that one? I find that one really tricky. Don't have to have, okay, I'll go for Elise Corno. I think, All right. I think it'll be an upset there. All right, next one. We both surely got to be cheering on the Bulgarian. Piran yeah, I think we've, we've got to go with our heart there. We want Pirankova to do it. Obviously, she had to time out the game, come back, just been incredible. Already beaten Muguruza. No one saw that coming. And uh, yeah, just like inspirational, really. Want her to do well. Doing it for the plus 30s. Go on. Yeah. And uh, Maria Sakari and this Mova, that's really, that's a great match. I'm going yeah. Sakari. Yeah, Sakari for me too. William Stevens. Uh, Sloane Stevens. <laughs> Sloane Stevens. I think Williams okay. is going out. Nah, Serena. man. I, I see. Serena I think the way she's through. moving around the court is not. It's not the same Serena, is it? It's, it's um, not. I think she might still have too much for her. So but, we've got a little stat in here saying uh, Madison is playing amazing in the US Open. She's just won six one, six one, and then in the next match, six one, six two. Fair enough. And she's it's never lost a Corne before. Fan. Yeah, so, and she's never lost a Corne before. So yeah, I'm <laughs> predicting. Um, I'm predicting <laughs> a big, uh, huge upset. And after reading that, know. I think I, I kind of want to change my mind. But I'm not gonna. I'm gonna stick with Corne just for the the thrill of it. What do you reckon on Swiatek? I'm obviously going for Azarenka. She's my pick. So for the tournament, so I'm sticking with her. Uh, I'm going for Swiatek, funny enough. Oh, what are you doing? Trying to knock me out like I'm trying to knock you out of the men's. <laughs> no, I'm not, I don't even mean like that. I just think Kazarenka's been playing so good that um, a run's got to come to the end. Like, she's just won um, Cincinnati. Surging form, mate. Surging. She's been winning all these games relatively comfortable. And I just think we've known what... It's like the when you win a tournament, the next tournament, you're never really the same, unless you know that Djokovic. And um, win I think, it, she's just she's got like the given the trophy after the semi, so it's not really the same sort of thing. Mate, she still held the trophy. That's still a win in my eyes. Oh, it is, it is. And I think is a young player, really powerful, good player at the net as well, Con- relatively consistent. And when she's in the zone, I fancy her. So for me, I think Swiatek's going to win that. It's going to be a bit of an upset. Ooh. But uh, yeah, Mucheva against Sosteya. I think that's the correct pronunciation. Uh, I would expect much of her to be too much for her in this match. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, Elise Mertens and Katie McNally. Let's, I'm going to back McNally. It's Katie. Is it is it Katie? I know I it's so. Catherine, but I thought it might be Katie. But it might be Kathy. Katie. 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 I don't know. Katie. Yeah. But when she comes on the podcast, we'll find out. Yeah. Uh, at least, I think at least Mertens might be too strong for her, but I'm going with McNally just from the heart. Um, the, the biggest tie of the round, last. Well, you're not letting me do my one. All right, go on. Uh, I, I want Catty to win, but I think Mertens will. Yeah, that's what I just said. Oh, <laughs> but it's all the same. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I wasn't, I wasn't even listening. I was looking at the draw. <laughs> I zone out often when you're talking. Yeah, well, it's uh, far too interesting. Uh, Ons Jabur versus Sophia Kennan. 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 Uh, Kennan will probably win that. 
I, I sort of said that she's going to go all the way now, didn't I? From uh, yeah, you've you got know, to now. say Kenin. She's in some good form. I know well, Ons as well, but Kenin, uh, she's on home turf. You got they got to factor that in a bit as well. I'd say guaranteed. Now I said that she goes out <laughs> straight away. This is so. I think Kenin will win this match, but Ons Jabur, she's a bit of a favourite of the pod, really. But I'd like to just see her just take it to three at least. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But, yeah. That's a, that's the sort of roundup. We'll uh, try and bring you some more. We'll try and do another live maybe tomorrow, shall we? Yeah, yeah. Well, they're going quite well. Uh, we've yeah. got more people on there today, uh, which is good. A lot more um, questions and comments, which is always nice. Uh, thanks, guys, for watching. Um, if there's any questions you want to ask us now about any of the tennis so far, we're happy to answer them. I know Lamb's just uh, come up and asked Kenin to another Grand Slam title after the Australian Open. Yeah, quite possibly. We did say it. It would be incredible if Kenin was able to do it again. But especially as no one's really been touting her for this tournament either. Everybody's seen her poor form before the tournament. And she could just turn it on. Like I said, we just seen in that last round, she's starting to play their best tennis again. And I think if she gets past Jabur, you've got a real problem on your hands. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Anyway, I think we'll wrap it up there. Yep. I know you've got a head off anyway. Um, so, yeah, thanks, guys, for listening. Thanks for your comments. Make sure to like and subscribe if you've not already. And we'll see you tomorrow for another live. Peace. Easy, guys. Sports Social Podcast Network.